Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV, and I'm Cash. And I'm Larissa. And we are right back at it with Mr. Robot. What what episode was this? This was episode... Was it episode six? Six. Are you sure? Seven. Episode seven. Oh, and not, well, it's because we had the first two in the first, yeah. and it's just, it's messing us up. It, it's a bit of a struggle. We're on episode seven, Handshake. I believe it was all done by Sam Esmail again? I, I think it's safe yep. to say. That guy's pretty much doing it all. and uh, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that he just did everything, you know? And everyone will be okay with that. Yeah, it's always nice to give him credit, especially since he's doing such a fantastic job with everything. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to you about it before we started. Like, Even like the fonts that they're using, I'm in love with right now. Like, It seems like he can do no wrong for me, at least. I don't know if you're looking at these the same way I am. Well, you know, you also mentioned something about the title screens, and every time I watch an episode, I look for the title screens because I'm always very excited it, to it, see what they're going to do. It's definitely something to look forward to, and I mean, as I was looking for the font, I found that there's a lot of love for these title screens, saying that it's some of the best that anyone's ever seen, and it's just such a minute detail, like who cares about a title screen? But obviously, Sam does. I don't know if this is going to lead to one big reveal at the end of the series or if it's just something he takes pride in i think it's just something he takes pride in and you know for this episode we had tyrell's wife screaming oh man just the quiet hear it i loved how it was a silent scream like it just took me back to like an old horror movie no actually it took me back to the movie that they always watched on halloween to where uh it was the, just like the crappy like the horror film, yeah. The, of the bur- like that the Angela was off. talking about, yeah. And it, it really took me back to that. And I, I think that for some reason, before this episode, I would have said that the title screens meant nothing. But now I kind of, I hope that someone on YouTube has put together all of these title screens, and I can watch them in a sequence to see if anything is adding up, because I think there's something to them. I wouldn't put it past the show to do something like that. I mean, they're definitely playing a long con, and uh, I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. But before we jump into everything, how did you feel about this episode? Um, I, it, it, it doesn't mean much to say I didn't like it as much as the last two, because the last two were so good, and it's still so good. Like, they're still definitely chugging along with the... With good episodes, and it's still the best Mr. Robot I feel like I've seen. Yeah, I mean, the show, to me, is definitely catching its stride, and it's getting better and better. This was definitely my favorite episode, Um, and it just seemed a lot brighter as a whole to me. Well, I think that was having to do with, um, it wanted you to be jarred, which, if you think about it, is very interesting that this show uses light to jar you as opposed to darkness because that's what we're used to and you know especially with the big twist at the end of this episode i think it was kind of setting you up to feel that way i can definitely roll with that i think you're onto something with that and i i think we just kind of roll right into the episode i mean we talked about tyrell's wife getting the uh joanna getting the title screen but i I think we kind of get the conclusion to her story for a bit i I don't know if we're going to be seeing her much more after this episode do you? She definitely is slowing down. Um, you know, I I kind of wondered about what she wanted from Tyrell and asking for the divorce. Like, 
I don't really feel like she did that for her sort of boyfriend. I think it's something she would have done anyway. I don't really see her doing something like that for him. But, um, I mean, if she's doing it for herself, what's the purpose? Well, maybe she just thinks she's never going to get the money, so she's like, well, might as well just do it. No, that doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense because she's all about money. And so divorcing him doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe if she divorces him, she gets half of his assets that are frozen. Mm, like they unfreeze his half or her half, maybe. Maybe. But that still seems a bit iffy. I don't know. I, I'm intrigued, but I'm not sure if we're really going to see the conclusion of her story. I hope we do because we've invested a lot of time in, sneakily, we've invested a lot of time into her. I would be pretty upset if we didn't see um, a scene between her and Tyrell. You know, it's it's the Chekhovian rule that if you put a gun in the play, it has to go off. Yeah. It goes off in the last act. And, uh, you know, all of these presents that she's been getting are a gun. And especially when you have the flashback scene with her and she's wearing the earrings that he gave her. And it was, it was weird to see Tyrell like that just so casually. Well, I wasn't prepared for that to be a flashback, to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a dream sequence. And the fact that it ended up being a flashback really caught me off guard. Well, I thought that it was interesting that they picked the beginning of the end of their relationship to showcase because you have to, you know, when Tyrell met that man and his wife, that was the beginning of the end because then that led Tyrell to wanting to get power from that guy. That led him to killing that man's wife. That led him to, you know, going kind of nuts. So it's like, that's that's what I saw it as. Oh, man. I wasn't even, I wasn't even really focused on hit the guy that we had met and his wife they ended up murdering. It was just more that he met the... Uh, or he's talking to the owner and everything, you know, the old big boss man, and how he was talking about how he's coming to take his job, which he ultimately was. That's, I think it was just kind of showing that she was never happy also in a way, because, you know, she has that moment where everybody's talking around her, but not to her. And you see that almost micro expression of her just being completely unsatisfied and bored before she has to put her mask back on to talk about the earrings. I mean, I can see that, but I don't think that she's ever really truly happy. And she's very materialistic and cares about those things. Or at least that's the persona that they're giving her. And that she's acting in the show. And so, I don't know where her true happiness is. I think she's just one of those people that wants the fine things that she feels she deserves at her fingertips at all times. And, you know, throughout her relationship with Tyrell, it was peppered with conversations with her saying, you knew what I expected going into this. So it's not like she was ever false with him. No, but I mean, I don't think that she was ever happy with or without him. You know, I don't think that that was ever motivation for what she wanted. I think he was just a gateway to live the life that she wants. And okay. now that he's not going to provide that for her, she's jumping ship because she doesn't care. Mm, I mean, I definitely think she cares. I just don't know how she's going about to getting what she cares because she already knows that she's not going to get it with him. And I don't think she's going to do anything out of quote unquote love. Because well, I, I meant she doesn't care about him. 
I mean, Tyrell, the way he would take it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm interested. I hope that we end up seeing it just because we've invested a lot of time and I am interested with her as a character because she is savage, as we found out a few episodes ago. And just like this, like, blasé savage. It's, it's like, it's a, it's different when it's like calculated savagery. It's different when it's crazy savagery. For her, it's just like, eh. <laughs> On to the next move. Yeah. It's very, I'm a big boss and I don't have time to mess with all of these pawns. Just get it done. Exactly. And I really love that aspect of her. And she's been like that throughout the entire show. Like, as you said, you knew what I expected out of you. And so hopefully we don't lose her. Although I have a sneaky feeling that she's about to lose a lot of screen time. I think she might just because of what happened in this episode. Yeah. But, um... It is possible that they are setting up for something bigger, which is what I would like to see, because I think she's interesting. And then we're on to another female character in this show, which is Angela, who had a very interesting episode, I would say. Um, yeah. You know, we have her opening scene where we return to where she was with the FBI agent, and she handles it pretty well. You know, she... A lot better than we had expected, you know, where it left off, because we thought you were extremely upset with how she was handling it. Well, she just stares at people in silence for, like, five seconds before she answers them all the time. And so it wasn't that bad, you know, with it, the episode cutting off and ending like that, it made it seem a lot worse. But, I mean, she rolled right into the conversation and held her own, and they both knew each other was lying to one another, but she did a good job in covering it up. Yeah, especially when, you know, we have the uh, the agent later, and she immediately Dom. checks the footage. Yeah. And it's been deleted, and she knows. Do we think that we're giving the Dom a little too much... Um, I don't want to say intelligence or anything, but just too cookie cutter-ish. It's like she knows exactly where to look every time. I would say that she is suffering from the perfect heroin disease. It's like Rey and Star Wars. They can kind of do no wrong. And, you know, the first time we got into her private life, we saw a lot of ways in which she's traditionally considered pathetic. Yeah. But... We've left that so far behind at this point. Especially at work. And just like everyone else is so incompetent that it really adds to it. Like, I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say her life is a complete, like, cluster. Yeah. But her professional life, because her professional life is perfect. But nothing's perfect. And she needs to screw up at some point for us to still, in a way, be rooting for her. I don't even need her to screw up. I just need her to not just know everything. Like, because there's no point of having anyone else in the FBI right now because they're all terrible at their jobs. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, like I said, I know what they're trying to do, but it's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a little too much. Like, can somebody else point something out? You know, just make it, and she'll be like, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Like, let her be the yes man for just. A scene, not even the entire episode. Just once. Yeah, like, I just need some competence in the FBI. I know it's hard to come by, but I, I have faith in you, USA. Yes. And, uh, and but like we said, you know, she points it out perfectly. She knew exactly to look at any past footage and said check Angela's desk, even though it's all going to be wiped clean. 
And I think this gives Angela a lot of needed confidence, you know, some more needed confidence. And that's why she gets back in the room with the big boss. She's always in the room with the big boss. And but and he's always feeling a need to tell her more and more information, even though she's not asking for it. I, I mean, she might be in an indirect way by always pressing him and making strong statements, but she's never deliberately asking questions, you know? Well, this scene with between them was interesting because, you know, we've had moments where we thought he was asking for something sexual out of her and then it wasn't. And then this time, I believe he was. Same here. This time, I definitely got the feeling that he was trying to get a lot more comfortable with her. And uh, I just, I loved the way they did that. You know, he told her, this is my real birthday. Do you want to celebrate with me tonight? And she just looks at him and goes, no. And the way she said no was so interesting to me because it wasn't so much offended as I don't really care. that's the move you're gonna make right now so I took it more as like I just I don't care like I don't want anything to do with you outside of work like I've already been shut down by you once before without knowing it and now I'm taking control of this and uh, I mean he still gives her what she wants but not with a good you know landing especially you know we get her with the the new risk management director well i mean it was the exact landing that she wanted yeah but he he, but uh you know when when he asks when he tells her how the big boss told him to handle her he said do whatever you want yeah so clearly there's at least some animosity happening there i don't know i don't I don't think it's simple enough as him being kind of butthurt that she denied his advances. But he was definitely disappointed that she used her capital to just do like a lateral move into another job. Well, I just don't think he trusts her. Because this is a department that could sink them. And And he knows that she's directly involved and has issues with how they've done it in the past. And that her dad's one of the leading people in this lawsuit. And so I don't think he necessarily trusts her to be in this position. That's why he was like, you know, it's a lateral move. It doesn't help you. You've worked too hard for this. Well, and he's realizing that she doesn't really care about the case anymore. Like, you get that out of the scene where she's with her father. She's, like, forcing him to do this thing. And, of course, he does this traditional I don't know who this person is line. Yeah, that one was coming from a mile away. Yeah, and uh, that whole scene was just kind of like showing us in just a, such a stark way. Like, we've kind of, we know she's different and we've gradually seen it change. But, I mean, think about the other scene we have with her father where she cared so much about his well-being and she cared so much about his opinion. And now he says, did you even come here for my opinion? And she literally looks at him and says, this is a courtesy. And that's just like such a slap in the face. No, I really think that she does care and that she does want his well-being and everything. It's just she needs us to move on so she could get the promotion or lateral movement that she needed to be able to start making a real difference in her eyes. And she just ended up getting cold because he wouldn't see it her way. She was looking at it very logically, and he was looking at it very, I want to change the world. And she's not about that right now. She needs, like, definite things that she can do. Because she sees how powerful powerful she is 
when she gets her hands on something. I think she's kind of slipping into the, I just care about this job. I don't think she cares about the job that much. I don't think she likes E-Corp enough to change who she is as a person. I really don't. I disagree. I, I think they're setting us up to be, like, you know, this is the almighty, you know, typical, I end up working for the man and become the big boss man person. But I don't think that she's going to get that deep into E-Corp. I think she's just getting deeper so she can make internal changes and kind of shut it down. I think she's still with Elliot and Darlene. Well, it's interesting to me that when she moved to risk management, they bring up Flint, Michigan, which we know is a big thing now, but they reference like the beginning of 2015, which is when it started to uh, be on the rise. Yeah. And what happened in Flint, Michigan is similar to what happened with her mother. So, you know, there is a grain of truth there in that she's moving closer to the aspects of E-Corp that would have dealt with that kind of tragedy yeah. and are still continuing to do so. And then she brings up the way that they can start to help it and make things better in the meeting and it just gets shut down hard. Oh, I hated that. That hurt me. Oh, God, it was so awkward. And I knew she was going to do it, too. I was like, she's going to overstep her bounds. She's going to get shot down. And it so happened. It's like, Angela, stop. Like, there are so many times where you just want to be like, Angela, just do stop. what you said when you I say were stop i mean s t a h p stop <laughs> oh that was that was gross <laughs> just no but i mean yeah if she, i would have much preferred her just doing what she said she was going to do to get into the meeting instead of just immediately and here's how we can change things i'll make it better put it all on me and it was just like Arr! hold on who are you again do you have a name like badge? I said, she she does not know when to quit. No, a little bit too forceful. And then we have a little Darlene in Angela's scene. We do and a little bit. Angela, um, Darlene to... has definitely taken a little bit of a backseat, especially she... in this episode. Oh, I mean, she's kind of been in the shadows the entire season. True. And... Which I think is because we've been in the shadows the whole season. Like we'll get we didn't there. know the truth we'll of Elliot's situation, and we don't really know what their to- their plan is either. Yeah. But and Darlene's just willingly, hey, and you see, I knew that Darlene knew that Angela recognized him. I said it last week when they were getting ready to work together, and then Darlene immediately addressed it as soon as they were talking. Did she? Yeah. She definitely did. Remind me. When uh, Darlene's like, yeah, I knew that you would see the guy that ended your boyfriend's career with the uh, disc. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Angela's like, I'm not as stupid as y'all think I am. Or something like that. And then she talked about how... She remembered the mask and everything, but just couldn't connect the dots or didn't want to, or just didn't think that they could do something like this. That moment of her figuring out they did it, and it was so nice because she looks at her and she goes, you, and then begins to say something else and then just cuts it off because she doesn't want it. Like, if you say it, it becomes real. Yeah, and I really wanted Darlene to say, you know, this was all for you. And I'm trying to think if Darlene knows that Elliot did it for her. Oh, yeah, she definitely knows because, 
you know, Darlene, when she was talking with Elliot earlier this season, he was vehemently against well, yeah, Angela obviously. being involved. But I don't know if she knows that Elliot literally was able to go through with it just by always looking at her bank account, seeing how much she was in debt and struggling. And he was like, okay, this is how I know it's the right thing to do. And so, like, I don't know if Darlene was able to say, look Angela in the eye and be like, you know, this was all done for you. And I, I wonder how that, that would, would be hit beautiful. Angela. I mean, yeah, and it's a big cliche and everything, but I think it works better here than it does for a lot of times that that cliche is used. Yeah, and I would, I would love to see Elliot say that to Angela. I think that would be very powerful. I do, and I think it would be great because I'm not even sure if he knows he did it for her. So like, as he's saying it, he's realizing it. And I think that that scene will just be explosive if we ever get that scene. And it'll, you know, kind of shed light on the uh, nebulous thing that is their relationship. Even if it is anything. like I mean, it might have just been purely done out of friendship, which is odd how it could be. But, I mean, I could completely see it still being 100% platonic after he says that. Obviously, yeah. they'll end it with a kiss or something, but, you know. I, I mean, she's the only person he... 100% loves. I mean, Darlene. Yeah, but he doesn't remember her for a long time. True. He does forget who she is from time to time. So for the majority of this series, Angela was what meant most to him. And he is a completely different person when he's with her. There's genuine happiness whenever he's around her. Yeah. And then we can move on to... Actually, I think... That is pretty much everything between those two and their characters for the... Well, the only other thing we get out of Darlene is, uh, you know, we have that scene where all the hackers are looking at the computer and she goes, this is happening tomorrow. And they go, yep. And I'm like, okay, cliffhanger, you do you. <laughs> I, I know where this is ending. Or wait, I don't because you're not going to show me. Are they going to break Elliot out? <gasps> Ooh. Maybe. I mean, they did Maybe. just hack the FBI I mean, he broke out someone in the first season. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. But we don't even know what he's in there for. Do we want to jump into that? Not yet. <laughs> Just because, I mean, that was... I mean, I definitely want to get into that because there's so much. But first, there is the... Uh, we have Elliot sitting back in his dark cell, talking to Mr. Robot. And just an interesting scene where he's able to convince Mr. Robot to tell him everything. And, of course, we don't hear it. We don't, and it still leaves us really with more questions because do you really believe that they killed Tyrell? Because Elliot doesn't seem like he believes him. I don't think so. I think that he just told Elliot that Yeah. as another way to try and end the situation. Like, he told the truth as another lie to keep covering his tracks in a different way. And I mean, I think the end of the episode definitely confirms for us that he, they didn't kill Tyrell. Because, I mean, there's no other reason to leave it as tell White Rose I did good by you. And now, you know, at the beginning of the series, we have all those news clips talking about Tyrell, and I think that's because he was at large. Very like, true. Like, he's the part of it that's still at large, and technically Elliot had been caught. If this is what he's in jail for, we still don't. Fully yeah. now. So, I mean, he's the person that's helping out Darlene on the outside and everything. Possibly. Yeah. And then we have Ray 
and Elliot. And this entire sequence and conversation. And it has become super confusing now. I is so confusing because, you know, I knew that Elliot would get back online and fix the site because, like you said to Mr. Robot, as long as I'm fixing it, they'll keep me alive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have the moment where the guard says, it's up and running. We've got all these 200,000 new Bitcoins. This is crazy. Choice, you know. Which also, and, uh, we talked about Bitcoins. We did talk about Bitcoins. The news called them e-coins. Which I found interesting. But Did he not say Bitcoins? The news said e-coins, but Ray and them were saying Bitcoins. Bitcoins. So they're talking about two different electronical currencies, I believe. Well, e, yeah, E-Corp e was coming up with e-coins as an alternative to actual money and actual credit, which nobody has right now. Okay, so is e-coins something that you think... That obviously that E Corp is creating and giving out to people for free with interest tagged onto it. I think that it's another avenue for hacking. And I think that's what it's being set up to be. Okay. It's definitely gonna be important because, you know, we it's it's explained through expositional news reports, but we actually see the news reports. So obviously this is information they wanted us to know, not just world building. Yeah, and they do like, just say it on the news, like, hey, you know, you can use it to call your cab or pay for your meal and a whole bunch of things. But I was interested that they said e-coin because I was like, oh, there's, you know, they're bringing in our concept of Bitcoins. But then later, Ray talks about Bitcoins themselves. And I was like, hold on. This yeah, no, it's a completely different service. Yeah. But and then before we completely dive into it, I just want to congratulate both of them for one of the greatest chess matches I've seen in TV. Because all of the moves were legit. I was pausing it, fast forwarding it, you know, making sure all the moves were done correct. And I actually tweeted at him. I didn't get anything back asking him if they were actually playing one another or if it was just scripted and they were moving the pieces as is. Well, I mean, I I, uh, I texted you after I watched the episode, although you hadn't seen it yet. And I said, did, your, did the chess game pass your inspection? And to me, it looked legit. But like I said, I don't know. But, I mean, I, that makes me happy to know that you approve of it. And, honestly, as far as movie making goes, it was probably scripted. It would be a continuity nightmare for them to just be playing. Yeah. Which, even still, to have those moves ingrained in you would be very difficult to do. Unless you're cutting it, like, scene by, like, each move by move. I would think. Well, it's not too hard because all the moves were done in kind of that overhead camera. Yeah. And when they're moving stuff on the table, you don't really see what they're moving and where it goes. And then you just put a screenshot of where it is. Because it did look like he had moved a piece, a bishop, just backwards instead of diagonally. And then it was set correctly on the board. But whenever they did the complete overhead shots, everything was in place. Yeah, they def I definitely think they were just kind of moving whatever uh, while they were doing kind of the over-the-shoulder shots. And then everything was, you know, perfect in the aerial shot. Which, hey, they took the time to make sure the aerial shots were right, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, me too. But, you know, as far as that whole conversation goes, you know, like I was t telling you earlier when we talked about this... Um, it's very problematic to me, like, 
you know, we have that whole thing where Ray's talking about how his wife set up the site and how she was the computer one and how she was the one who was able to kind of like morally be able to deal with everything and he didn't know what was on it. Well, neither one of them really knew what was on it, which is my biggest worry with it is how did this even get created then? Like, what were they trying to create if they never knew what they were doing? Like, they they just wanted to create an online shop where people could post things, and it's like, what do they think was going to happen? Oh, okay, so they were just trying to create, like, a garage An online shop where they would get a cut of the proceeds, and it's like, you're on the deep web. What did you think would happen? You're going to make another Silk Road. And that's exactly what ended happening. Gotcha. And it, what I liked about this... What I liked about finding out that Ray didn't know is his violent reaction to Elliot looking fits now because that means he knows too. Yeah. So his anger is coming out sideways and he knows it's kind of the end of the road for him. As soon as Elliot looked, he had to know and therefore he couldn't deal with it anymore. Okay, so let me ask you this now because you don't like how Ray was just okay with going to jail, right? No. Because uh, we kind of talked about it before the episode, and this is kind of just now hitting me. And, I mean, this is back from episode one where one of our fans, US TV addict, tweeted at us, do you think Ray w- was real? And I thought vehemently that he was. You know, the dog made it real. But now I'm sitting here thinking that Ray wasn't a real person at all, and this website wasn't really real. And that's the only explanation for all of this. I, okay, I really, really hate tropes. Mm -hmm. I hate them. You know I hate them. Ray somehow knowing that Elliot turned him in and being okay with it and leaving himself to be caught is such a trope. Because, oh yeah, we've seen that before. People would do that. When did people do that? In books, in movies, in TV shows. Yeah, I've seen that happen before. Would a person do that? Have you seen a person just kind of willingly throw their lives away for drama's sake no i mean they take suicide pills it's kind of like the same thing i mean ray was on dialysis he's not able to run like i'm perfectly okay with ray being real and turning himself in because he needs dialysis there's just no way he's going to run i i just don't think the show would have hinged on that kind of logic for that decision because I think he has enough money that he could have made it happen somewhere else. Maybe, but I mean, how do you use money in this day and age? Like, I don't know. Through bitcoins, which he's got a lot of. Maybe. Like, I'm not 100% on how they're making that work. I think it would be a lot more difficult to run, especially with only bitcoin, and hoping that places have internet and things up and running. It, once you've become a known felon from the FBI, because they now know his name. I mean, overall, that whole sequence was very confusing, because after what we learned at the end of the episode, it's like... Well, now that's why I'm How thinking, did Elliot do any of that? When did that happen? That's why I'm thinking that Ray wasn't real. Him ending Ray was him coming to terms with, boom, I'm in jail. That, that's how he came to terms with everything. No, I don't agree with that. I think that the stuff with Ray was too detailed and too what it was just for it to be like, 
oh, me reliving a fictional vigilante moment makes me okay with expressing the fact that I'm in jail. I'm like, not, I'm not saying it was like a fictional moment or anything, but it was a jail problem or something. Because obviously there's repercussions in the real world, a.k.a. jail. But just the way that we don't see Ray anymore, he doesn't really get a proper ending. I think that Ray was his inner demon that he needed to defeat so he we could move on into the season and Elliot come back to us. I think there are three options. All right, hit me with them. For this, number one, yours. Ray's not real, and he's a representation of Elliot coming to terms with his situation. He's a third voice. You know, there's yes. Elliot, Mr. Robot, and then we had Ray. So that's one option. Another option is that all this Ray sequence stuff was flashbacks to what got Elliot caught. Now, I don't think that's true, and it would be really lazy if it was true, because there were too many moments in which, for example, Ray came to see Elliot at his cafe, and that didn't make as much sense before because it was like, how did he know he was there? How did he get Elliot's journal? But it's like, if they're all in the same prison, it would have been easy for him to get a hand on Elliot's journal and then show up to him at dinner time and hand it back and have that conversation. Like that wouldn't have been hard. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of a slippery second option in my opinion. Well, I mean, Ray in that sequence could have been Tyrell. And the reason why he was able to catch him was because Tyrell let him take the heat. And Tyrell got away and Elliot went to jail. True. And then the third option is that all of this actually happened in the prison somehow. Like somehow Ray maybe paid off a guard and got Elliot into a computer so that he could fix his program from the inside. And then Ray got caught. And, you know, because like you said, we only, Ray met him at a basketball game and the basketball games were happening in the courtyard of a prison, which is actually something I thought about. I was like, why is he at a basketball game? That's so random. It seems like. We'll we'll get to that. We'll definitely get to that. I don't know. I just, okay. But if it's the third option, I might need to go to jail because if they have enough internet access to be accessing the dark, dark web with no internet hangups or slowdowns, like, I just need to go to jail. That's better internet than what I have. And well, I'm paying too much money for that. Like I said, I don't really like... I, I'm not 100% on any of these three options. I can't think of anymore. Um, if anyone else can, you know, let us know what y'all's theories are. Those are personally my three options. I'd love to see what the show actually confirms because they've got a lot of explaining to do. And I do think that they're going to do a good job in telling us because they've done a great job so far. Like, I mean, are we, are we ready? Are we ready to... I think we're ready. You know, we kind okay. of already spoiled it. So, Elliot's been in jail the whole time. That's yes. just kind of... it's. They pulled a loss on us. He was in jail the whole time, or they were dead the whole time, or whatever you want. But they did it well. Um, they set it up. You know, they they filmed his room like a jail cell. And I remember saying that the first episode, it looks like a jail cell. It feels like a jail cell. 
Now you didn't really stick with it, so I wasn't willing to give you a hundred percent credit on that. You called it. I will take thirty-five percent credit. <laughs> okay, and then we did also right back at US TV attic. You know, I went on Twitter and said he called it and stuff. He said that he thought Elliot was in a uh, mental institution and would prefer to be in that, but he is happy to accept that he was in jail. I'm so happy he wasn't in a mental institution because every mental health twist is, oh, they were in an asylum the whole time. Like, I, this is not Shutter Island. This is Although a that show. was a great twist. Huh? Right? So that was a great twist on Shutter It was Island. a great twist, but it's been done well, so let's just let it be done well and not <laughs> do it again. That's fair. It's like Ghostbusters. It's already been done well. Ooh, let's that's... not do it again. Well, if every second attempt is that bad, then yes, let's please shelve all second attempts. So, and then, uh, like I was saying before, you know, when he was at the um, basketball court, I was like, that's so weird. Why would he be doing that? That's so strange. And then I thought, kind of reminds me of a jail game. Didn't say that to you. Thought it to myself. Didn't stick with it. I should follow my intuitions. But... You know, every time somebody talked to him, it was from the other end of this long table, Mm -hmm. which is obviously visitation. And then, you know, every time they were at the cafe, I would love to go back and look at the extras in those scenes and and see see if they were the inmates like prisoners, which they did like a good job of just kind of taking us back to those scenes and then stripping them of the backgrounds. And so we're only getting like the real thing. And so I, I'm willing to bet that those people were prisoners. Like, I think they paid, went the extra mile to make sure. Do you think it's a co-ed prison? No. Because we never saw any girls. Did I think we did, though. At the church gathering, I feel like there were women sitting in that circle. Ooh, there, there was definitely a woman leading it. But I don't I know. I feel like there were women sitting in that circle. And then whenever he had all the basketball game sequences there was that girl he talked about the like heroin girl burning shit in the back yeah i I mean there are prisons that have two compounds that are male and female and i mean in the world that we're in now it makes sense that it would be co-ed and there are women guards which i don't know if there are women guards in male prisons uh there are there are i believe that there are i i don't think well actually I don't know that. I I can see that being kind of a double standard where obviously there are male guards at female prisons. um, But I can see them not having female guards because they'd be worried about maybe their safety. I mean, at risk. I mean, if you have female guard around uh, male inmates with life, there's not much reason for them not to try to take a chance at you. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, what's jail other than human nature stripped down to the most sensitive nerve yeah that, that's a different topic though yeah <laughs> uh, so like i said um i especially loved in this episode well, uh, before this episode really took me back to when we found out that uh darlene was elliot's sister it's like they painted it perfectly they're screaming at your face that darlene is elliot's sister and I just didn't see it until, bam, they told me, and then I immediately changed my view on all those scenes, and I was like, yep, it 100% was a sister. And then this was the exact same way. Yep, I mean, it makes you want to go back and rewatch it. 
in the season. Which is mode. always a good thing for a show to do to gratify second viewings. It's difficult, mm-hmm. especially, especially with a drama like this. Like, I mean, this is not an easy show to just watch, period. I mean, it's great, it's fantastic, and I look forward to watching it, but it's not the easiest thing to watch. It reminds me of Fight Club. The first time I saw Fight Club, I immediately wanted to go back and watch it again. Oh, especially because you're always looking for to see where he pops up. Because he pops up like 15 times before you even see him. Yeah. And I think, I think, and even aesthetically, I feel like it emulates that show a bit. So I, I wonder if he's one of, that, that movie is one of his, uh, Sam Esmail's influences. I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely not. And then we get to one of my favorite characters, good old Leon. And he's secretly a ninja. And he's also working for White Rose. Yes, he is also working for Tyrell. Not surprised at all. Well, I mean, a little surprised that he's still alive. Wait, he said he was working for Tyrell? He said, tell White Rose, don't, like, tell tell White Rose. I did right by you. Yeah. Isn't Tyrell White Rose? No, White Rose is the leader of the Dark Army. I thought he's the timekeeper. That's also White Rose. That's his oh, Dark Army name. What was uh, Tyrell's name? I don't think he had a name. Tyrell definitely had a name. I'm pretty sure it was White Rose. I mean, I could 100% be wrong. I'm like 99% sure White Rose is B.D. Wong. You could be right. Um, I'm just trying to look it up real quick. I don't know if you have any quick tidbits to talk about. Well, um, I think with that whole sequence, I I remember thinking, like, it's really weird that this group of skinheads, because that's clearly what they were, um, are all just kind of congregating and hassling him like this in the open and da-da-da-da. And, like, that's such a prison thing to do because... Why wouldn't they just grab him at the game if there weren't guards watching? Yes. And, I mean, just come up and try to out-muscle him just right off the bat. And then the fact that they tried to use rape as a power play against Elliot, like, that is kind of a prison mentality thing to do. And I was 100% prepared for that to happen. And I was just like, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch this, even though I've seen this. I actually, like, (laughs) so I had my uh, TV... And during that scene, I had curled up into a ball in my seat. And I was like, we're about to watch a rape scene. And I'm not ready. And I didn't need to be ready. Though I was not also ready for all of those stabbing sounds. And the butt stabbing. And just yeah, so much stabbing. And then Leon comes out of nowhere. And... Even how they like had him stab and slash was interesting. Like I mean, the way that they made the sounds, like you said, and then kind of like the blood going with the screen, I thought was done differently than what you would normally see. Yes. Oh, and just so you know, I just looked it up on Google, and so White Rose I. is the name for B.D. Wong's female uh, side. They actually call him transgender. So I couldn't come up with the I couldn't come up with the word. Tra- I was sitting there, I was like. Oh, God. What? I couldn't come up with the word. Yes. Uh, so, obviously, he's transgender, and White Rose is who he really is inside. And, yeah. So, when he's leading the Dark Army, that's who he is. Yeah. So, you were correct. I was wrong. I could have sworn Tyrell had a hacker, or was known throughout for hacking. And so, I thought that was him for White Rose. 
No, I don't think so. So I apologize but for saying that earlier. It makes sense that Leon would have been a part of the Dark Army this whole time, like one of their men on the inside. Because, you know, I always kind of wondered why is he interested in Elliot? Like, why does he keep talking to him and keep staying around and spending all this time with Elliot? It does, but do we think that he's a hacker or is he just kind of caught up in the Dark Army? I think he's just a soldier of the Dark Army, which doesn't mean he's a hacker. Obviously, not all of the Dark Army are hackers. She's got bodyguards. She's got... You know, men who work with money. She's got all kinds of things. And I think he's just a foot soldier. Which, okay. you know, is a like when they were one. putting down uh, Darlene's on-off boyfriend. Like, you're just a soldier. Well, and I think hacker that's too. what Leon is. Darlene's on-and-off boyfriend was a hacker. Yeah, hmm. but he's also, like, just, like, part of the process. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, I think Leon is just a grunt man. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that. One who's very dedicated and good at his job. And I hope that we see him out of prison as well. And he does care about Elliot. You know, when he's stabbed all those guys, he says, you know, I've always been rooting for you, which makes me think, obviously, he's known about Elliot for a long time. Yeah. And when he runs off, I hope that doesn't mean he's not going to talk to Elliot anymore. Or that he gets out of prison when Elliot gets out of prison. Because I don't think that he's going to be in prison for much longer. I don't, I think Elliot, yeah, I honestly, honestly think that that cliffhanger was finding out a way to get Elliot out of prison. Because you can only have a character in prison for so long if that's not what the the show's about. Like Prison Break, obviously they're in prison for a long time in that one. But if the show is not about prison, you can only have a character in there for so long before the audience gets bored. And they were only able to keep him in so long because we... A lot of people had suspicions that he was in prison, but we didn't know, know that he was in prison until this episode. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that I have a sneaking suspicion that unfortunately that Leon is just kind of... He was a lot like Ray. He was just brought on for a certain amount of episodes, and he's yeah. kind of run his course. Yeah, and, and he was, you know, Elliot's prison ally, yeah. and I think that might be all he's going to be. But if you're listening to USA, bring them back. Need more of them. We like Joey Badass. We, yes, we do. And uh, also, now I'm just kind of thinking of how did he get that chessboard to the uh, dinner table when uh, him and Leon were sitting there talking? Because I'm pretty sure you can't just take things to dinner. And, I think, okay, I I have this feeling that there are a lot of times in which they contradicted themselves in those scenes, just and they're a, just kind of hoping you don't remember. Yeah, and I mean, I can definitely see that, but also, now, did Angela, did Darlene risk to go see her brother while he's in prison? Like, I mean, if he... I, she definitely did, that's what they were trying to say to us, you know, because we have uh, that woman who's Elliot's... Uh, guard who was clearly you know, you know I, what he thought was his mother in this fantasy yeah or what he like was, yeah what he was telling himself because apparently he knew the whole time that she wasn't or like he knew the whole time that he was in prison he just didn't want us to know because he didn't yeah. trust us which i i thought was such so a dig clever because it's like it wasn't his messed up brain it was the fact that he was intentionally keeping it from us yeah 
And what, it's just it's so fascinating how they're doing that. Of how, like, he, he's keeping things from us. He knows what he's doing. I don't know. Like, the whole concept of how they're doing this, I know it's probably been done a hundred times before. But this is one of the first times I'm seeing it. Well, I mean, it's 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 the first time that it's, like, a solid twist per season. That's hard. Yeah. Especially this day and age where everybody already knows everything. And, it's and a this show. one was even better than the first one, in my opinion. Because I remember talking to you when I was binging the first season about how the out-of-nowhere family member thing kind of pissed me off. Yeah. And I didn't really like it. And they did it twice. And they did do it twice, but Mr. Robot wasn't actually alive. No. Uh, which I knew that was going to happen. But... Um, this twist was actually well done because, like you said, it was lying in plain sight even more so than Darlene being his sister. Yeah, because, I mean, as soon as, like, I was like, wow, he's about to... Like, as soon as the red light went off. Like, I'd already known he was in prison by the end of this episode, but that confirmed it. And I was like, basketball scenes, like, I immediately stripped it away. I was like, boom, prison yard. And, like, before they were showing us the scenes and stripping it away, I was already doing it in my head. Me too. Like, I, I immediately went to the uh, the group. Yeah. The group prayers thing, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's definitely what that is. And, and uh, that was the first one that I went to, and I loved when they showed that. And it was that great shot where, like, it panned over and showed the normal people, and then it went to the men in the jumpsuits, and then it came back over, and you saw everybody in jumpsuits. I just love uh, shots that are put together seamlessly like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I really enjoyed that sequence. And um, I also enjoyed the part where he apologizes to the leader of the group, and she says, it's okay, I hear you talking to him. And he goes, what? what? And she goes, Jesus. And it was just like, oh, my God. Oh, oh honey. You, you, you oh, sweet. No. Bless your heart. Yeah. But bless your heart. No, but now, like, I'm really hung up on Darlene risking her identity and stuff to go see Elliot and Angela to go see Elliot. And Angela, yeah. So, I mean... And so maybe they're going to link something else to Elliot due to Angela going to see him in prison. Like, I think there's a lot of repercussions that are going to come from this. And I think we're about to find, we're about to see all that happen, especially since Dom is specifically looking into Angela now. Yeah. You know, Miss Perfect, which uh, don't get me wrong. I still love her as a character and I love whenever she's on the show. I just need Dom to be, or Dom to be a little bit valuable. That's all I want. Yeah, she just, she's just, she's the only one that's good at her job, like you said. And I just, I need her to not be surrounded by buffoon men Yeah. all the time. Because the only people that have been shown to be even adequately okay at their job are her female friends in the office that are now dead. And I appreciate the girl power. I do. I mean, but they, I also want well-rounded female performances. I mean, were they even adequate at their jobs? I mean, we didn't even really see them. They were just, oh, yay, we're going to China, and then we're all dead. Well, I mean, you saw her female friends at least complaining about the stupidity of people that have been stupid around Dom. Yeah. Like, I mean, so this we've was... at least seen like that kind of easy way of showing that they're at least above those people. So, like I said... She's you know. she's reaching like the new Ghostbuster level of untouchable, which I know, and the only thing preventing that is her personal life, is in which she is messing up there. 
But she's not even necessarily really messing up in her personal life. She's just not happy and sleeping. Well, especially because she's literally lost all of her friends. Like, she's lost all her work friends. And then her only personal friend, sadly enough, is the store owner and his store is closing. Yeah. And it's not even just a personal friend. It's just some communication that she can have with someone who's good at their job. And she also, she didn't take any time off after the shooting. So, like, I'm waiting for her to emotionally implode. Because any normal human is going to have that happening soon. Yeah. And so hopefully, you know, we see some things happening. But, you know, I was just looking it up. We only have five, maybe four episodes left, depending on how they do the season finale. It's called, it's another part one and part two. So, I mean, we're only looking at five, possibly four episodes left. Like, where, where do you think we're headed? Uh, I think that Dom is going to... I think there's definitely going to be an episode, probably like the second to last episode, where she finds out everything. And... Uh, I don't know if we I th- can have her find out everything and keep her on the show. And I don't want to have a new introduction lost already. Well, I mean, we've had a lot of moments where the show tells you everything and yeah. you think, oh God, where are they going to go from here? It's like in the first ep- first season when, oh God, they did the hack. What are we going to do now? And they still had so much more to say. I mean, I'm not even sure what we've done though. Now that, I mean, where we are. Well, we haven't really done anything and I think that's kind of the point that they're floundering yeah. and I think the next season they're going to make bigger moves. Like, do we know how much time's passed? Um, yes, we do. Um, so it happened, so they're calling it 5-9, which means it happened on May 9th. Yeah. And it is June, July. Because she says in this last episode, I need to find someone to be miserable with on July 4th. That is true. So it's been a month, a little less than a month. Jesus. So, I mean, we've really gone nowhere. Yeah. And so, it. I'm interested to see what Elliot's in jail for. If it's something serious or what. I want to know if he took the fall for 5-9. I want to know if he's in jail for the Ray thing. I just want to know. I and I think, and I wouldn't be surprised at all, if Mr. Robot put Elliot in jail because he felt Elliot would be dangerous to the follow-through of the project yeah and then tyrell went into hiding to continue it somehow or whatever i gotta gotta say this is probably one of the episodes i'm most looking forward to and i've been saying that for like the last three episodes so uh, i'm just super excited give us some answers yes i give us some more answers i mean they gave us a lot they they really did but they just left a few questions that I needed more answers. I I absolutely loved the end when, you know, he's like, I'm going to tell you everything now. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm sorry for lying. Please don't be mad. Let's be friends again. Let's shake on it. Yes. And the name of the episode was Handshake. Yeah. I, I so loved good. how they tied that together. I'm always so a big good. fan when you can work the title into your uh, episode. In a non-stupid way. Because, like, you know, when they say the name of the movie in the movie, it's like, well, roll credits. <laughs> but, you know, on a TV show, shows tend to go, you know, one of 
three ways. Okay. The title for the show is just really descriptive. Game of Thrones Like in Friends, all the names of the shows were like the one with blah, blah, blah happened. Or Game of Thrones where, I mean, they do very well with this episode. Like, I think the first episode was called Red Woman. And it was mainly about all the different ways that women could be read or literally the red woman. Exactly. So it's like you're either getting just a description or you're getting something that's telling you what's going to like happen that's symbolic in that episode, like you said, with the red woman, or you're getting something that you really have to puzzle out. I don't think Mr. Robot is going that far. Um, I'm talking about like the last episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Where it was like Felina, and that was that meant like eighteen different things. Breaking Bad is on an entire different level when it comes to naming episodes. I could spend twenty minutes just talking about their color wheel. Like, there's so much that Breaking Bad did that just I don't think anyone else is ever going to be able to repeat. So I think Mr. Robot is kind of like Games Game of Thrones, somewhere in the middle, where it has different meanings. Um, it's fun to link them together, but it's not like overwhelmingly. Well, I mean, and it also has, I mean, I don't know. They've had master slave and successor is going to be the next episode, but the fact that they're using numbers and different symbols and stuff in their titles, I know it's a show about hacking and that's how you do coding, but ultimately I think that plays a big role in it as well. That's true. You know, I mean, they have different dots. Like, I mean, this was handshake.sme. You know, the last one was masterslave.aes. I mean, these endings, I think. I mean, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I think that's what the show's about. Yeah. And so if there's anyone who knows much about coding or anything and would like to tell me what these endings are, please feel free to tweet at us. You know, bleed, at Bleed TV Podcast. Email us at Bleed TV podcast at gmail you know love to have these discussions with you we are you know interested in what y'all think because our knowledge can only go so far we've only got so many theories that we can bring to light but there is a lot of them but uh anyway i can't really think of much else about this episode you no i mean honestly this one is just setting me up so much for what's to come that i just want to get there like (laughs) i just want to know and i think we're all right with you all right there with you but until next week i'm cash and i'm larissa